0: Everybody. welcome to the Pick Six Podcast. Happy Monday, April 15th. I am Will Brinson. I am your host. And man, I am excited because not only do we have a super friend show today, but we just watched right before recording this, Tiger Woods win the Masters. I know it was the highlight of Sean's sporting, Sean Wagner-Rolof's sporting life. How excited were you to see Tiger win the Masters, Sean? On a scale of one to ten. You know, I,
1: I'm not the biggest golf fan I actually got a little bit emotional um seeing him hug his kids and wow his mom. Wow. wow I thought I'm you were, a, I'm a, I'm a I was for a nice redemption I was expecting
0: and... you to mock me when I said that I started crying when I watched him hug his no, kids. I, I mean you, were I mock- didn't... you
2: because you said that on Twitter to how, your 60 something thousand followers do
0: well, you don't have to be jealous
2: I didn't
1: I didn't cry but like I got emotional um I didn't expect to. I watched the last three holes um and that was about it
2: did you tweet Uh, out that you were getting
3: emotional
1: i did tweet out something about that and i also added does not bode well for tonight when john and aria
3: reunite if i'm and also we should put put this we should put this in perspective because did you
1: just never gotten emotional i I think i just started it was on accident
0: yeah (laughs) go back and check i'll believe it it's fine it's early Moving, this is the first
3: he... time Sean's ever gotten emotional besides when he watched Rogue One for the first 11 times.
0: Yeah, and also that time that uh, he was uh, making avocado toast, and he opened up his uh, avocado, and it was brown, and he started crying. Oh,
2: there's a, That's a joke that's been written now for about a week.
0: <laughs> <It's just millennial. laughs> Solid use. I was
2: thinking uh, this while Tiger was uh, just about uh, – by the way, I've I been all in on golf with Tiger, and when Tiger went away because of various issues, starting with running into a pole – And all the things that came of that, I sort of wasn't interested in golf, right or wrong. But I was thinking about 97 when Tiger won for the first time, you know, hugged his dad and everyone, Brinson and whoever whoever else tweeted out the pictures of sort of the similarities. Uh, Sean was four years old when Tiger won. Yeah, I don't,
1: I don't remember that. I remember it (laughs) vividly. And I remember
2: thinking as they were talking about it on Sunday afternoon, my God, that doesn't feel like 22 years ago. It felt like if you told me it was seven years ago or something, if you didn't know all the things that happened to Tiger, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Sean had well he probably had the same haircut he has now but he was much much smaller.
0: Oh, I had I had a much worse haircut that I won't. Be that honest. seems impossible. <laughs> that doesn't seem possible that you could have had a worse. No. By
2: um, the way, one more thing quickly on the Tiger thing uh, when he was standing over that that 18 inch putt over uh, on 18. Were you all concerned? I thought he might. I, was thinking, I thought he
0: might miss it. Well, so just, I mean, for those that, I mean, look, this is this is the first of all, Tiger winning the Masters is enormous because the bump in ratings is basically going to pay for this podcast for the next ten years. I mean, like that, that's that's a how I just che-
2: thought about that before they watch the Masters too? By the way, <laughs>
0: that's right. Uh, a, that's how cheap this podcast is, and B, that's how uh, much money CBS likely made from Tiger Woods being the leader uh, for the final several holes, but. You could tell that Tiger, once Brooks Kepka missed the putt on 18 for a birdie, it meant that Tiger could bogey to 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 win to win the Masters. And he played he played a three wood that he stung off the tee box on 18, low to the right. It found just the edge of the rough, right off the fairway. Then he laid up short of the green on two. I don't think that was a shot. layup.
2: I think that was a little uh, a tight butt.
0: It might it might have been. Yeah, right. yeah. I, mean, I don't think it was. I don't know if it was a personal. I mean, like a purposeful layup. It was a but he. Anyway, he's off. He's not even close to the green and two. But he's got to hit a chip, and he played the chip safe. And then he played. He a
2: good chip though. That chip could have gone badly. Any of he, he
0: he wasn't trying to get cute with it. He he knew he needed to get on the green and two putt to win. And he, he hit his first putt a little little gassed up. You could tell he wanted to make it, and it got a little bit further than I think he wanted to. Uh, and yeah, I thought I thought there was a chance that he might miss it. But man, when he when he made it. And he said afterwards that like he didn't remember what exactly what he did, but he lost his mind. He was shaking his putter like he did back in the day. It's just, I, I would argue, and I, I know that I'm, I'm a I'm bad about hyperbole sometimes, but I would argue. I what? Me?
2: I was acting shocked that you're bad about in the moment hyperbole. Go well, ahead. Well,
0: John Breach, I would argue that this is the greatest comeback in sports history, not coming back in an individual event, but coming back from what Tiger came back from, torn ACL, wrecked marriage, wrecked personal life, a recent DUI, multiple back surgeries, and then he wins the Masters at the age of 43.
3: But also losing to a 16 seed in the NCAA tournament and then coming back and win the title the next year. It's pretty mm-hmm. impressive, Brinson. But I will say fun Tiger Woods fact that we can segue to football is that Tiger Woods, you talked about the wrecked marriage, he got married in Barbados of all places in two thousand four and he got married at the same hotel where Bell Belichick was vacationing this off season. Little 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 fun trivia. On
2: yeah. the same diving pad too, where we saw him yeah. laying out without a shirt on.
0: I'm full of Barbados trivia, guys.
2: Uh one last thing on Tiger. Sure. You my biggest takeaway, the second biggest takeaway, the biggest I
0: mean Tiger like you that's why you got into golf, right, Ryan? Like you were
2: Oh, hundred percent. And yeah. I was actually thinking about this before the podcast. I'm the type of person that goes like neck deep to use a, a body part that i wouldn't usually use to describe neck deep on things when i get really interested i was so deep into like golf history for the longest time all because of tiger and then in 09 uh, is when he wrecked his car and wrecked his mares and all that and since then i haven't really paid much attention to it um even though there there have certainly been good golfers but yeah it was fun to watch the only the se- my second biggest takeaway from sunday uh, other than the obvious uh, first major win since 08. and by the way, the last major win was when we talked about in the last podcast at U.S. Open. Uh, Tiger's hair, man, listen, shave it. Stop with the the comb down in front. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> that I couldn't concentrate on anything else when he was in Butler Cabin talking about the, his victory. I just saw that. I don't know what that was. It was like the not to come over the comb down. Just, yeah, not good. How about get the guy and Get on with your life.
0: Or start wearing the Pick Six podcast hat like Ryan Wilson is right now. Uh, how about the guy who bet eighty five thousand dollars? By the way, on Tiger to win, cleaned up one point one nine million bucks. Not a bad little day.
3: Uh, I saw somebody saying, "I mean, if you get that check once you, once that thing clears, I'm going on an eight night bender in Vegas. I'm not even leaving. I'm probably Wouldn't blowing you? half that money. Wouldn't you go to Barbados? Well, that would be the other eight nights. So yeah. eight nights in Vegas." And then sober up for a day to get on the flight to Barbados and then eight nights there at Belichick's stomping
0: grounds. I'm definitely not sobering up for that flight. I'm <laughs> just getting, staying wrecked all the way through. Um, anyway. All right, any other thoughts on, uh, on that golf, that golf event before we move on to some football? I'm assuming that's a no. <clears throat> Firm no. All right. Cool. Good stuff. Guys. I would like to say that CBS crushed it with a telecast
3: all weekend. No doubt. Shout out to CBS.
2: And CBS Sports
0: HQ.
3: (laughs) And CBS Sports HQ.
0: Yeah, Kyle Porter, Chip Patterson, our boy Chip smashing it, um, on the, uh, on the CBS Sports HQ coverage. Looking at, did any of you- Speaking of
2: HQ, we should, uh, promote what's happening this Wednesday. Ah,
0: good point. Thank you, Ryan. This Wednesday on CBS Sports HQ, is it already this Wednesday? Wow, that was fast. From 4 to 6 p.m., we will be doing a live mock draft special me, Ryan Wilson, who will be in Florida. I will not be in Florida. I get invited to Florida. Pretty rude, I am a, Um, whatever. Uh Pete Prisco, Brady Quinn, Jason Lockenfora, Jamie Eisenberg, B Mac, Brian McFadden, uh I think that's everybody, right? Danny, baby. Who huh? You no, know, Danny Cannell is also in there. That's right. Yeah, Brady Quinn. If I didn't mention him, we'll all be doing live mock drafts. We've already done the hard labor, but it will be live from four to six p.m. on CBS Sports HQ. Highly recommend you check it out. Go to CBSSports.com/slash-live uh, or CBS or use the CBS Sports app on your Roku, Fire, Phone, Apple TV, wherever else it is. You can watch it for free. It's a real sports news for real sports fans. Um, was anybody uh, was anybody working this weekend?
2: Yeah, I think John worked yesterday because I could tell by the headlines that came through the email.
0: Was there – really? Was there any news, John? That's about
3: the opposite of the truth. No, I worked Friday. Uh Forrest Gregg died, which Hall of Famer obviously played for the Packers, coached the Bengals, and I will – I'm bringing that up because I want to share my story. My one Forrest Gregg story real quick is that my dad missed my birth because Forrest Gregg was coach of the Bengals. They played in the Freezer Bowl in 1982 against the Chargers. Uh, That was played on January 10th, 1982. The Bengals win to advance to Super Bowl 16, and Forrest Gregg was like, look, Mr. Breach. uh, I I I
0: I bet he didn't call him Mr. Breach.
3: Look, Jim, you're the kicker, so you can miss a practice or two. We could probably get along without you leading up to the Super Bowl, but we can't have you missing a bunch of practices. So my mom was pregnant with me out in California. My dad's practicing in Cincinnati. He lets him go home for two days, January 11th and 12th. So my dad flies from Cincinnati to California, waits for me to be born. I wasn't born. Uh, He flies back to Cincinnati on January 13th. And while he was flying back to Cincinnati, I was born. And then he didn't get to meet me until uh, 15 days after I was born. There you go, guys. There is your your Forrest Greg, Bengals Super Bowl story. It all ties together. It was your fault. I mean, kind of. Yeah. I was late. So what did you, you
2: think when you first met your dad, though?
3: Uh, at 15 days old. Yeah. I you remember let, thinking he had big calves. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, that's the best comeback ever. Well done.
0: <laughs> how do you by argue? the way,
2: Brenton, I found the, the headline I was talking about. It was from Friday night. Tom Brady among 32 players who just had their helmets officially banned by the NFL.
0: I mean, what, what's that story? I don't even get that. It's that's why you sure you're going to
2: click, my man. They banned they, thats right. They banned old helmets, and Tom Brady just happens to use one as my guess. I haven't read the story, but that's—you can smell a breach headline from millions of miles away.
0: Adam Thielen lands monstrous extension from Vikings, reportedly worth $64 million over four years. Um It's a good deal for Adam well, Thielen. It seems like a
1: pretty fair headline.
3: Monstrous, though. Breeches. Well, how do you guys feel about the Vikings giving him a deal when he still had two years left on an extension they just gave him two years ago? So, like— I understand he put up over a hundred receptions last season, but you don't this is what Julio Jones wanted was getting one so early and the Vikings boom they go out and do it with two years left on an extension he had just gotten. And I, I have so much money uh committed to Stefan Diggs. That's like, a thing. was this really a smart move? I mean Thielen earned it, but is you really want to be paying two receivers that much money? I think so, no, yeah, I'm just when at- your coach hates all your offensive coordinators. Sorry, Ryan?
2: Yeah, so the Diggs deal is five year, seventy two million, and he got that just before the 18th season. And so they're, I mean, they're early on in that deal, and then the Thielen deal is four year, sixty four million. Obviously, not all of it's guaranteed, but unless you're Kirby Cousins, but you yeah,
0: can't, so that's, you can't that's pay that's him. A, you can't pay him more than Stefan Diggs. Like you can't go and give Adam Thielen a new deal that's bigger than Diggs because then Diggs is like, wait, what the but hell? But should you
2: give two wide receivers that much money? on a team that's not – the team's okay. The team's not terrible. But, I mean, yeah. is that the best use of – I mean, I, I'm sort of torn. Thielen's worth it, and Diggs is worth it. Uh, they have needs along the offensive line. You can fix that relatively cheaply. Um, the defense isn't terrible. They got uh, Barr back. Um, but Kurt they have Cousins. Kirk
3: Cousins throwing them the ball.
2: That's right. He needs to play better. And that's the biggest issue. So
0: I guess I'm okay paying him.
2: I mean, I mean, there's room for it. We always talk about the salary cap, but the salary cap keeps growing and rarely do you Yeah, call I them. don't think,
0: I don't think the salary cap's a problem. I mean, right. it, it, 10 years ago, like when we started working at CBS, you had to know your set, like salary cap stuff was really important because guys were getting cut because they didn't have room on the salary cap. Now you just trade somebody, you don't even worry about it. Like the salary cap is so, has grown so much, it's not a problem. Um, I don't mind paying them. I think you have to pay them because they're that good, but, you're right. I mean, given how that offense operates, it's not like they need two dynamic receivers.
2: Yeah, and they could draft a tight end. I mean, they could end up drafting a tight end. Kyle uh, in the final year of his deal. I think he's 29 years old. He's good, but you could draft one of those tight ends should they fall, Hawkinson or Fan or whomever. And that's cheap a cheap way for four or five years to bolster the offense and not, and not have to pay big money, especially as John pointed out since Thielen had a few years left on that deal. Well,
3: uh, and one, one of my favorite clips from last season, back to Thielen real quick, is – he was just ripping Kirk Cousins on the sideline. I don't know if you guys remember that. He was basically just, you're a horrible quarterback. I'm open every play and you're not getting me the ball. And so it's like, I would love to know what kind of relationship they have. Cause I know Cousins tweeted out, yay, Thielen's back. And I'm sure Cousins seems like a yay guy, but you know, Thielen, maybe he's not so happy with his current quarterback situation.
2: You know what? I heard that Thielen was mad because. Kirby Cousins gave him the same talk that he gave the pep talk to Michigan State before that <laughs> whooping they took. I He's believe like, you got to do better than that. I
0: believe he, the phrase he said, as captured by me on Twitter, was
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, "It's wow. been there all effing day." is what he said to uh, to Cousins after that. But uh, you know
2: Cousins said, "I can't throw it that far."
0: I said, "Don't be a meanie." <laughs> yeah,
2: listen, man, you hurt my feelings with your tone. I have have a so pe- I have, a, I have a
0: pep talk for the Michigan State Spartans to give. You guys should go out and win. If you He's win, it'll be great.
2: And I actually said, if you told me that was his voice, I would believe you.
0: You know, sometimes you win and sometimes you don't.
1: Sean is shaking. His what does this podcast turn into? If, what, why are we listening Kirk to Kirk Cousins this?
0: had
3: Patrick Mahomes' voice. That would be <laughs> dynamic. I would listen to every interview.
0: Winning is great, but it's not everything. Go get them. Um, okay. Anyway, moving along to something else. What? Sean, get off mic. What's your problem, Sean's, Sean? Listen,
2: I told you, Brenton, Sean is nervous.
0: Sean is nervous about this Thrones premiere. It is. I'm not uh, at all nervous. You so are. So,
2: Sean, does it come on uh, 8 p.m., uh, 5 p.m. your time? Or 9 uh, 6 p.m. your time?
1: Yeah, well, I watch it on HBO Go, and they usually upload it right at okay. when so it's on the East Coast.
0: All right, four, would you rather – Guarantee, like, would you rather have Arya end up on, and then we're, you're listening to this after the first episode? We won't do a review of this episode. Don't worry, we're just talking about it. We haven't watched it either. Would you rather have Arya end up on the throne, or get a new car?
1: Well, the shine. oh my thing, god, you know, I think your question is flawed because I don't care about who ends up on the Iron Throne. Um, I don't think Arya would even be a good fit on the Iron Throne, but I don't need a new car because I my car's pretty new. Oh, a little humble right here. I would shots. rather well, I would rather you, have Arya get what she wants than get a new car. I, is it a nice car, or is it just like an updated version of my current
3: car?
0: What kind of car do you have?
3: I just have a Mazda three. It's a white Ford Bronco from nineteen
2: ninety four. It comes with a driver. Al what year?
0: <laughs>
3: what year is your
1: Mazda? Two thousand fourteen. I just don't drive it that much, so it's not that. Like, so you
0: would rather have a fictional girl end up with what she <laughs> wants to get a brand new two thousand nineteen car. Sounds My car's fine. I don't need a new car. Wow.
3: Yeah, that's selfless, Sean. That's truly selfless. Like yeah. That's something. I don't
0: know. Um, all right. Anyway. Westeros
2: <laughs> great again, Sean.
0: Sean is nervous. People are like, why are we listening to this? Why am I listening to this podcast? You know who else is <laughs> nervous, Brinson? That's what I'm thinking right now, Brinson. Yeah. Probably the
3: Seahawks. Uh, why are the Seahawks nervous, Sean? Because today's deadline day. You know what's going to happen? We have to re record this whole entire podcast because they're not going to hammer out a contract
0: and Wilson's, Russell Wilson's going to quit the team. Well, I think that the move for Russell Wilson, if he doesn't get a new contract, is simply to uh, just play out the deal. I think I think he is fine playing out his deal. He, I think he's basically said, "I want Aaron an Aaron Rodgers contract, or I'm going to play out my deal and then play out a year on the franchise tag." And the Seahawks don't want to give an Aaron Rodgers contract, and Russell's fine playing two years without a contract. I, I really think he's fine with it. But if you're the Seahawks, and you realize you're going to lose him after two
3: years, do you think, you know what, maybe we do actually trade him because, hey, if we can get two first-round picks, that's better than losing him after two years and getting nothing. Or three first-round picks. Well, like, if, if the Giants called them tomorrow and said, look, you guys can't hammer out a deal, we'll give you pick six and 17 for Russell, would you do it? I would and, and their And their second-round pick. I would Are you want... reading JLC's story? Yeah. Well, I mean, that was a three-way trade. I didn't want to get too uh in-depth there, but it so, was yeah, just let me, a let me, two-team let me, trade. Let me read it real quick. Oh, you you a,
0: should definitely read it because in, in no way did Jason already tell, talk about it on this very podcast a couple days ago.
2: Well, Sean and, and John haven't heard it um, in detail. So Arizona gets, as John alluded to, the Giants I'm picks at six, seventeen, G- and 37. Giants get Russell, who's 30 years old, by the way. Seahawks get the first uh, overall pick. They could take Kyler um, and maybe a conditional second or third-round pick depending on whether they go to the playoff with Russell and all that. If I'm the Giants, I don't do that.
0: You don't? I would just take. Uh, he's thirty. Uh, Ryan's <laughs> Ryan's lips are no longer syncing with his audio; it's throwing everything off. I list. thought
2: you were making a face at my my point. He's thirty, and there's no offensive line to speak of. I'll do it like this: I'll put my hand over my mouth so you can't be confused.
0: Um, well,
3: and I will say, I did read Lock and Ford's story. I, I read Jason's story, and I, the two things that have changed since then is that uh, you know PFT reporting that Russell Wilson doesn't necessarily want to be in Seattle anymore, and then we have Honey Badger saying that. Uh, Russell Wilson wants to be in New York. So you, there just keeps more and more rumor monitoring, more gossip keeps coming out that he doesn't want to be in Seattle, which I think is kind of interesting.
2: What about this one? Here's, here's
0: by the way, here's PFT. Uh, this is Mike Florio. Um, when asked last month by Jimmy Fallon about a rumor, the Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson ended up in, with the Giants. Wilson said, I'm not sure if the Seahawks are going to let me get away. That response glosses over the more fundamental question of whether Wilson would like for the Seahawks to let him get away. Per a league source, the Seahawks think that Wilson would like to play elsewhere, even if he hasn't and would never say it. They also believe that this unspoken dynamic will cause Wilson to drive a harder bargain with him than he would with another team.
2: Yeah, I, I feel like the Wilson's—he's—he's he's a top ten quarterback. I, I like him. I think he yeah. makes it go. But um, well, I'm just putting it out there because not everyone feels that way, and. Would but you have
3: Russell Wilson or Andy Dalton?
2: <laughs> but I feel like that uh, John Saunders and Pete Carroll would be willing to let him walk. I mean, they did it before. They struck gold once in 2012 when would they you, got Russell. Would you, you trade?
0: Would you trade Ben Roethlisberger for Russell Wilson?
2: Uh maybe. Because Ro- Roethlisberger, what? Is
3: old. maybe. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking in a about second, the easiest trade of your life. Yeah. Roethlisberger's got like two more years max. I might
0: trade Roethlisberger for Dalton, honestly.
2: Oh, that's Anyway, here's trade scenario two from from Jason. Huh? Oakland gets Russell Wilson and the Giants pick at 37 and the Giants 2021st rounder. Seattle gets all three of Oakland's first round picks 4, 24 and 27 and the Giants get David Carr. Like I don't like any-
3: I, I would Carr hope the Giants don't. Get You're going to get David blocked Carr. on Twitter by the Carr family if you keep mixing up the brothers.
2: Oh yeah, De- Derek Carr. Someone <laughs> he just did- got it. <laughs> I think someone did the other day on NFL Network. But um yeah, Derek Carr, David Carr. David Carr is a
0: better quarterback than Derek Carr. Please don't at me.
2: You've been you've been blocked by all of them, so they're not gonna (laughs) hear this. But uh I don't think it matters. I don't think you like I don't like that trade either.
0: Um all right. Anything else from the weekend of news, John? Oh Ruben Ruben Foster. Ruben Foster reinstated by the NFL. Uh will have to forfeit two game checks. Doesn't uh won't have to actually serve a suspension in two thousand nineteen. You might not like him as a person. You might not like the Redskins as an organization for signing Ruben Foster, but it looks like a pretty smart deal at the moment because he'll be on the field for the entire 2019 season, assuming he doesn't get in any trouble and they basically got him for free. Uh, Sean Payton responded to rumors, suggesting that he'll be the next Cowboys coach. What on earth could he have said, John? Well, the thing is these rumors have been percolating all offseason season and for like five meant-
3: years. Been- yeah. For five years. Exactly. and, and- now it kind of starts to make sense. And this really felt like, you know, we saw the Russell Wilson, Jimmy Fallon thing where he didn't necessarily shoot down the fact that he would not or may not be in Seattle after that. And it's kind of how the Sean Payton interview felt. It was, yeah, I've got the Saints logo tattooed on me. Okay. But you can have tattoos like laser removed, man you know there was no flat I'll never go to Dallas he he didn't say that he kind of said I plan on being New Orleans I still think he's going to leave after Drew Brees retires and and you know Teddy Bridgewater's people kind of feel the same way and that's why he kind of shuffled his feet and was hesitant to sign with re-sign with New Orleans so man I wouldn't be surprised if Sean Payton ends up in Dallas and he said the plan is to stay in New Orleans but it it just wasn't definitive enough for me
0: Sean Payton likes to leave uh, leave doors open and uh, by the way uh, Mike Mayock also said before, well, I guess he didn't, as Ryan wrote, he didn't slam the door on drafting a quarterback, did he?
2: No, he mentioned that back at the owner's meeting, and um, John Gruden said the same. The, but they did say that Derek Carr is our franchise quarterback. They didn't pull a Steve Kahn and say, quote, unquote, for now. But they have to do the due diligence and, you know, check all the boxes, kick the tires, all the other cliches you say about when you bring people in and you don't want to say it's for the obvious reason that you want to get
0: better. Smart, Smart NFL GMs and coaches – Leave a little wiggle room. Like even Sean, like Sean Payton, Mike Mayock, you know, like probably five percent chance that the Raiders draft a quarterback. Maybe twenty-five percent chance, ten percent chance that Sean Payton goes to the Cowboys. But leave the, yeah, leave the door open.
3: Wait, let me ask Sean Sean this because he's the ultimate Derek Carr hater. Sean, do you think the Raiders should get rid, like draft a quarterback this year and kind of plan to move on from Derek Carr? If not this year, next year? Because I think if I just pulled up his contract.
1: Uh, information and next year they can cut them and it's only 5 million in dead cap. Yeah. I mean, he's, Again. he's
0: got one year left max is what basically So I
1: think, I think you, I think if you can get a quarterback at four that you like, I just don't know how they feel about those quarterbacks or if a good quarterback drops them in the twenties, I think you take them and then you start car. Um, and at some point during the season, you probably switch. See, I, yeah, I would not be bringing Derek Carr with me to Vegas. I if think they that draft
2: be- a quarterback at 4, 24, 27, Derek Carr is done. Just mentally, he doesn't seem like he'd be able to
0: take some stuff. Oh, to- yeah. he'll I- last
1: like September. And like with Antonio September. Brown berating him, like,
2: you know what I mean? Like,
1: He's crying
0: all over the place. Mr. Gruden, if they draft a quarterback, it. they better
2: dress him up as like Darth Vader or whatever on the sideline so Derek Carr doesn't know where he is. That's
0: weird.
1: Um, because he would feel comfortable with Darth Vader standing there on the sideline. I think well, you
2: th- know, I th- one of the guys out of the Raiders. What's it? What are the Raiders guys called? The dress- black hole. The, the black yeah. hole. There you go. Or you think- can dress up like the new picture of the black hole. There you go. You wouldn't be able to see him.
0: I can nice. see the Raiders going uh, Kyler Murray at four if he if he falls out of past the Cardinals. I don't know about Dwayne Haskins, dress him up maybe- like Yoda, Kyler Murray,
2: because he's short. Yeah.
0: Um, I guess I can see them going Dwayne Haskins. I think they'll either take one at four or not take one. Yeah, I think so. Um, all right. Let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll play AFC North. Dun, 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 dun. Matchmaker. <laughs>
2: that was weird. Weird <laughs> match music. Game of Thrones. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa
1: Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my
2: whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy
3: in every journey.
2: Robert Half
1: Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
0: We're back. We're live. We never left. Um, all right. Let's play some AFC North Matchmaker. What's weird? It, weird, It's Game of Thrones. It's the North because it's, you know. It's the north.
1: You know, there's also a south and an east and a west in Game of Thrones as well. Are you sure, Sean? Sean has a Game
3: of Thrones map It's a fantasy world. How do we know all directions exist? Have you asked George R. R. Martin? No, but I but I've seen the map he's written. Do
0: you see that Sean is listeners can't see this, but Sean is looking up on his wall as he's talking about a map, indicating that he has a map of the Game of Thrones on his
2: no, no. He's looking up at a mirror, and there's another mirror, and the map is tattooed all over his back. Turn around, Sean. Let's see. How it. does the
0: Game of Thrones map play in a um, uh, dating situation? Yes, Sean. Cool. Have you, ever seen, have you ever seen? I don't Waterworld.
3: Nerds, so, have, have you ever seen Waterworld? No, I've not.
0: I know oh, it's, it's too it, bad.
1: But... Okay,
3: because the little girl has a map tattooed on her back, and that's what makes me think of you. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs>
0: Here's a, here's Nobody's a, running that movie tonight. Trust me. Here's, no. a, here's a spoiler. Don't watch Waterworld. It sucks. Yeah, that's, that's
1: <laughs> not, it's actually been on – when I was growing up, it was like on HBO, and I tried to like watch it, and it was terrible. It's, it, is. it's
2: terrible. it was after like Field of Dreams and after the other baseball movie you did, and he was really big. And they gave him all this money. To oh, he'd he
0: done Tin Cup. He'd done I mean, like, He'd done everything. Right. Costner, he done, I mean, like, Costner was so he enormous. He did Waterworld,
2: and he did the Mailman movie, which was somehow even worse. The Postman. <laughs> oh, who who oh. would
0: think, let's fill an
3: entire world with water and have Kevin Costner starring? He literally would have been my last choice. With webbed feet, John. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, was I, the first, he was the first Aquaman.
0: I mean, just, when, I think about, when I think about Waterworld... Because it was 1995, post-apocalyptic setup and all that. Um, I always think about it, it was like the quintessential, um, like it was the ultimate like poster child for having a huge budget for a movie and then it just being a absolute flop. Like it was like wrestling. it was like two- dance
2: with Wolves came too early and gave everyone the false hope that they could make those movies, and then yeah. this guy said, "Let me put some some fins on my feet and have pointy ears and Wait, see if I can."
0: Is it Dances with Wolves is a post-apocalyptic movie. It's a
2: no, no, but it was like a big budget movie yeah. that did really
0: well. A long epic, big budget. Yeah, I forgot about Dances with Wolves, man. Dances with Costner made a lot. He's. It's, I always thought that Costner's like thing. I know he's got Dances with Wolves and all that, but to me, like his thing is always. Um, he's always plays like the sporting guy he wants to be in real uh, life. Th- this almost perfectly ties
3: together because he was an AFC North yeah, general manager, I was gonna exactly, do that, which could be played by one of you guys.
0: In draft day, I'll be Kevin Costner with no first round pick. Let's uh, no, look. I'm, I'm, God, I forgot
2: about that movie. That
1: movie. It all ties together.
0: All ties together. I actually kind of enjoyed draft day.
1: I didn't watch it. I've seen clips on YouTube. I watched it. On, I watched.
0: Well, I watched it on a plane, and it's like so bad. But, but this, it's kind of. Someone has a theory. Some
2: comedian has a theory that every movie is better on the plane.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: No bad movies are better on planes.
3: That was, I got to meet Jennifer Garner and Kevin Costner because they aired draft day for the first time at Super Bowl 48 and they did a press thing afterward. And, uh, so when you, you say, know, got,
0: when you say meet, you mean you stuck a microphone in their face?
3: I mean, no, it was like one on one. It was a little bit. Was it, know. was
0: it one on one? Yeah, yeah. Like, they did a group thing,
3: and then the sports reporters allowed to stay for a little bit after, and they kicked out the entertainment reporters. Because you know, the entertainment reporters are all crazy. They yeah, are. Yeah. I mean,
0: you watch a TMZ. Kevin, already... what's going on
3: with the latest buzz about your girl? It's exactly what it's like. So you're like, we need a few chances to get a couple sports questions in there. So they cleared the room. They got rid of the entertainment reporters. They're like, all right, you guys can ask a few questions. And there was literally only, like, uh ten sports reporters, like me, Josh Katzowitz, when he was still with us. Uh, and we were two of the ten, so we were just sitting there with Costner and so Jennifer Conner. So not a one on one either. <laughs> just... No, no, because they were all they were they weren't together. They were at their own stool, so you just kind of walked and talked
0: to them. Did you shake Kevin Costner's hand? I did not shake his hand. Did because... you say? Did you say I'm John Breach? No. Okay, this really feels more like an impersonal. You did
2: ask him. How can you sleep with your? How can you sleep with yourself? How can you live? With I
0: took sleep- a picture
3: of Jennifer Garner and made it my Facebook profile photo for a year. At will that's where the story was
0: going. I just wanted you guys to know. Wait, that. Did you took a picture with Jennifer Garner?
3: Not Is that with actually her? on
0: your Facebook. Yeah, yes. <laughs> really? Are you in the picture? Is it just Jennifer Garner? <laughs> yeah, it's just meeting Jennifer Garner. Just. <laughs> There's a picture of Jennifer Garner, you creep. Were you like, Hey Jennifer, how did you get that lovely pink orange hue in your living room? <laughs> I mean, I haven't been in your living room. What?
2: All right, Kevin Costner, why don't you start with the Browns? Um the
0: <laughs> Well, the Browns don't have a first round pick. I don't know if you guys know that. Uh they traded away their first round pick for Odell Beckham. So it is difficult to play prospect matchmaker uh with the Browns. I mean we can we can try. Do you think Ryan, do you think that the, the Odell Beckham trade was smart given their other needs.
2: Yes. Okay. My voice just changed. Yes, absolutely. I thought you By the way, uh, they don't have a first-round pick. You're right. But John Dorsey has said
0: he would trade up.
2: And on Wednesday, more importantly than John Dorsey even, my seven-round mock draft will be yeah. live, all 254 picks.
1: What did the Browns put. do?
2: Well, here's what they do, Sean. Thanks for asking. No first-round yeah, pick so in the second dirty. round.
1: I can't wait until Wednesday. Tell me now.
2: Okay, I'll give you a little sneak peek. In the second round, they take a cornerback, DeAndre Baker, out of Georgia, who I like a lot. In the third round, they get a safety, Deontay Thompson, Alabama. And Ooh. I'll leave it uh, – you have to look up the uh, – you have to wait until Wednesday to find out the rest. But they bolster the defense, secondary in particular. They lost your Bill Peppers, replaced him with a safety. You get another cornerback, DeAndre Baker, had a really good season in Georgia. And uh, the defense gets better. The offense is all, already really good. Today, Sunday, by the way, is Baker Mayfield's 24th birthday, so – I'm sure that he'll be angry about something related to that. Probably the Colin Cowherd tweets at him, but, uh, I think there's two good picks.
0: Uh, I like that. By the way, uh, just so you know, Ryan, you can do a, uh, a Snapchat selfie with Dragon uh, using the hashtag game of Thrones. If you want to do that after we get done. With
2: this All podcast. right. I have to download Snapchat. where do I get that?
0: Uh, you have to call Snapchat and ask them to send it. One eight hundred Snapchat. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. By the way, this is a, this is a true story. Uh, this is probably three years no, ago. No, you
0: have to tweet. You have to tweet. How do I download Snapchat? And then it'll it'll send you. A, well, this you know, is a this link.
2: might be worse. Uh, about three years ago, um, I wasn't traveling a lot. I think it was when the time I got a Super Bowl or whatever, and I had to go to Florida maybe for a meeting with you guys. And I actually uh, texted Brenton. I said, "How do I get Uber.com? The website to come up. I can't get it to work. He's like, he's
1: like, I I remember when you guys in Slack asked me to explain what Bay meant, B A E, mm. and yeah. when one of you guys called it memes. No, that was Ryan. They're, memes. I, they're, like, they're the they I, I can't find the photo. I'm on your Facebook
0: and I don't see the photo. I think well, you're probably
2: been scrubbed since he got married.
0: Yeah, Ryan definitely got rid of that after he got married.
3: Or John. All right, who's next? Also, I blocked Sean on Facebook so he can't see my pictures. All right. Is a fake
0: account you set up, so I would think you didn't block me. John, you are the Cincinnati Bengals. We don't really know who runs the Bengals. Maybe you could be Katie Blackburn. Maybe you could be Duke Tobin. just depends on how you feel today. Um, how you want to talk? Maybe, you, maybe you want to. It could be
2: Jim Breach who's made the uh, yeah. the picks occasionally at the draft.
0: Maybe you just want to uncork your inner Katie Blackburn. I don't know. Uh, but you get to make the Bengals. You get to match the best prospect with the Bengals. What do you think is the best match for the Bengals in the 2019 NFL draft?
3: Well, let me just say that not a quarterback. I cannot stress this enough i do not want a quarterback anywhere near the cincinnati Bengals this year i don't think any of these quarterbacks are head and shoulders above andy dalton that you want to waste your first round pick on a quarterback so no quarterbacks we're not getting quarterbacks here but here is what i do want thank you for that heart sean sean oh do you not approve it now there's a frowny face now i'm confused but okay so no quarterback that's out of the way so i have the 11th overall pick and here's the other thing I also have, like, 25 picks in this draft. So the Bengals have 11 total picks. They got a bunch of compensatory picks. They have four six-round picks. So they do have ammo to move up if they want. Uh, Maybe they need more than four six-round picks. Maybe, Ryan, it might even be five. Uh, But so they do have – if they see someone they really like, they have what they need to get up to eight or nine. But if I am the Bengals, I am taking a linebacker. I think that's my biggest need right now. And I love the Bengals taking one of the Devins, either Devin White or Devin Bush. What say you, Wilson?
2: Well, they have 11 picks. I don't know if you said that. They have three compensatory picks at the end of the sixth round, which is super annoying as I was doing the seven-round mock draft because <laughs> I had to pick three times for them and four picks. But funny you say that, John, because at number 11, I have them taking Devin White and not a quarterback until round three. You think Devin White's going to make it to eleven? Well, the way the first round shook out for me, the top ten picks, allow that to happen. I won't reveal too much. But, um, yeah, if he happens to slip, and I'm sure the Bengals aren't going to hesitate, and they're definitely going to try to bolster the, the uh, you know, they got rid of Vontaze Perfect. Their, middle linebackers their linebackers weren't very good last year. I think it makes perfect sense.
3: And I'll throw one more thing in, and I've said this before about Andy Dalton. You give him one year with Zach Taylor, you do not take a quarterback this year. If Andy Dalton sucks this year and he has no idea what he's doing in Zach Taylor's defense, offense, then the Bengals have a bad record. They're going to pick high next year. When there's a better quarterback class, you take a quarterback. If Andy Dalton is awesome this year and uh, completely picks up Zach Taylor's offense, because he's never had an offensive minded coach and the Bengals go 10 and six or 11 and five, then you have your quarterback for the next few years and you have him a very reasonable price. I think he's 16 million this year, barely that the next year. Uh, So then you don't have to worry about getting a quarterback. So you just roll with Andy Dalton this year and you see what he does and then you make your decisions about him in 2020.
2: Actually, breaches, I look at my mock draft again. I haven't taken Devin White number 11 in the next 10 picks. I haven't taken all quarterbacks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? Did you have Devin Bush going before Devin White? No. How did that, how did Devin Bush? Who, I, I don't just... want to
2: give away too much, okay. but okay. I'll just say this. In <laughs> number four, the Raiders end up taking Rashawn Gary. Wow, And that sort of throws a monkey wrench into the whole thing because he's like a height, weight, speed freak, you know, 283. I think he ran a 4.5 or something crazy, 4.6.
0: How many quarterbacks go before the Bengals pick, two or three?
2: Two. Kyle Murray goes number one. Daniel Jones and Drew Locke? No. Drew Locke goes 10.
0: Now you're just spoiling the entire Uh, thing.
2: (laughs) Well, Brentson has to have answers. Who
0: goes nine? <laughs> and what about eight <laughs> uh,
2: the nine I hinted at last podcast we did the AFC East so I'll, I'll, you'll have to go back and listen to that one he's uh, uh, dropping
1: breadcrumbs for the last two weeks and expect people to piece this together
0: it's like it's like Ryan's home life he's just throwing breadcrumbs all over the floor hoping mm-hmm. people figure it out um, okay uh, I, I, I think the Bengals best case scenario Devin White would be a great best case scenario um, I think that they should Hope and pray that Dwayne Haskins is there at eleven.
2: Did you hear nothing uh, of what Breach just said?
0: <laughs> yes, I, I did. did I
3: condemn your hope and your prayers for the rest of your life. Breach,
0: here's the problem: none you, of that. Breach, you are you're the guy who's like this. You like you've already told me you like the Bengals over at six and a half is great. This isn't a team that's rebuilding. This is a team that can contend in 2019. And it's like, no, dude, this team stinks. They're going to stink. They need to be a quarterback. Said
3: that. He
2: said if they stink, That they can draft a better yeah, quarterback. Then yeah,
3: then you have the second or third pick next year, and that's when you take the quarterback. So I'm, I'm hedging either expectation, whichever way it goes.
2: I mean, worst case scenario is you take Dwayne Haskins, and Andy Dalton plays the whole year, and then you have the fourth pick next year. That
3: would be and then problem. you're
2: doing Josh Rosen type things.
3: That would or what if you take Dwayne Haskins, Andy Dalton's the starter just for this year, and they go 11 and 5. Then you have two quarterbacks. Uh, then what do you do? Trade
0: Andy Dalton? I just don't think you understand how quickly this Andy Dalton thing is ending. And,
3: I, yeah, I, He's been around for, he won't go away. He's like a well, Are you saying I'm not emotionally prepared for when he's not their quarterback anymore? I, Cause that
0: could be true. I think you're delusional and I think you are, <laughs> uh, I think you're like convincing yourself. You're like, maybe Zach Robinson will, or Zach, guy, I do that every damn time. Zach, I hate, make, it
2: cause I, it gets in my head when I'm talking. <laughs>
0: Like maybe Zach Thomas will turn Andy Dalton into an elite quarterback at the age of thirty. What Breach is Breach. doing
1: reminds me of Does like say Zach Thomas. Of
0: Zach Taylor, God, this guy. Jesus,
3: no wait. That's see, that's just absurd, Sean. Now you're just this is No, gross. you're just talking yourself into this like late blossoming of this like quarterback who's been very middling
1: for most He's, of his career. No, I'm not. At all. I'm saying... off- I heard you. He's finally got the offensive-minded
3: coach. I believe me when when the Bears hired Mike Mark Trussman, I was like, he's got the quarterback whisperer. The Bengals had a horrible offensive line last yeah. year. It was like watching Josh Rosen trying to play Dude, in Arizona. You can't judge a, a quarterback behind it. a horrible it's offensive line. True. Like Certainly. Dalton is productive; he can be productive. Give it's him one like, more year. Dalton with
1: Cutler and everything you're saying rings. No,
3: Breach
2: is right. I mean,
3: with Dalton got a
0: five straight playoff
3: appearances. How Sean. many does has Dalton won? How you know I mean, what? That's Marvin Lewis's fault. I put all of that on Marvin Lewis.
0: Tyler Boyd's emerging as a, another viable weapon. Who? <laughs> now, look, if Tyler Eifert could just stay healthy for four yeah. or two games. In
2: 2015, before Dalton so, broke his thumb, he they would have won a playoff game that year. That team was really I, good. I, I agree with
1: well, that. And you know what? You know who else broke his thumb in the middle of a CMV playoff run? Jay Cutler. I'm telling you, the parallels are
2: all right there then no one thinks that except you
3: yeah but jake We're like seven and three at that point and they'd won like six games in a row they have nothing in common do you think andy dalton would ever do it right. did for Chris and cavallari out. last week are we allowed to talk about that i think yeah, I, I think i, news, I think
0: big. yeah i think if andy dalton needed to suck some milk to to unclog some uh <laughs> what would be the scientific for, for term for this if, if andy dalton's wife's Breasts were clogged. He would, <laughs> he would, he would do what was needed to do to help her out, just like Jay. And since we don't want to go into
3: any more details, just Google well, Jay Cutler, Kristen Cavallari, and uh milk, was, and milk. When this milk.
1: news happened, I was driving, and I just got a text from my friend. He was like, "Sean, can you comment on the recent Jay Cutler news?" So I was like, "Oh, great! Like, what came out?" And I, I was like sitting in traffic, so I quickly like Google just Jay Cutler, and all the headlines was. Kristen Cavallari says, Jay Cutler sucking so hard saved her life. And I thought it was going to be like she made some quip about like when he was being bad on the bears, how that like put things into perspective. And then when I went home and clicked, I was like, oh, she meant literally sucking so hard.
2: Good story, Sean. <laughs> All right,
3: <laughs> so, you, know, you know who doesn't suck? Andy Dalton doesn't suck at football and the Bengals don't need a quarterback. That's that's I think that's where we are all going with this. Breach. and we all agree. Breach.
0: this is the headline for the podcast post. Breach, Colin. Andy Dalton won't save wife's life by sucking. <laughs> um I, I, I look, it's fine. You can keep riding this and Sean's spot on. It's a J it's like Please. it's like I see myself the later years yeah. Cutler exactly what Breach is doing. Breach is like even like an evil version of you. Like you're like you're, you know what I mean. Like so it's like a, it's like the reverse. It's like the polar opposite. Like Andy Dalton is just the kind version of, of Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler is the evil version. Did you just hear what Jay Cutler did for his wife? Yeah, but Jay Cutler. He was a selfless. This is the perfect
1: metaphor for how he was a selfless teammate. Did the things that needed to be done. Never
2: got the credit for it. I mean, yeah, Dan Hall thought he was awesome.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He gives and gives and gives until he can't give anymore. Uh, all right, Ryan. Raven. Ryan, the Steelers are next. No, the Ravens are next, right? I mean, no. Ravens made the Steelers playoffs. 20, Steelers, Ra- Ravens Steelers. are twenty-two. Yeah. Uh, no. So Ryan, you're the, I was getting confused. Dude. Ryan, you're the you're Steelers GM, Kevin Colbert. First of all, Kevin, Kevin why, Zach Thomas. Why haven't Why haven't you <laughs> traded Ben Roethlisberger? Second of all, who do you want Who do you want to get at number twenty?
2: So if you were impressed with uh, Breach as GM getting Devin, Devin White at number 11— Breach 11, never told to us
0: if he was
3: Katie Blackburn or not, by the way. I don't know. What do you need to know? I am Mike Brown. I have the final say. You bring your choices to me, and if you were trying to take a quarterback, i put my fist down. The buck stops here. We're not you taking You hit the person
2: with the gavel who brought that to your attention. <laughs> and you say, oh, whoops, I thought I was hitting the table. At number 20, I had the Steelers taking Devin Bush, who— by a sequence of events, slips down to 20. Probably unlikely, but the Steelers need a middle linebacker or an inside linebacker anyway. And uh, the, the choices probably will be Bush if they're extremely lucky, but someone like Byron Murphy, the cornerback out of Washington, would make some sense. They might even take a safety there. Um, a wide receiver also, maybe Marquise Brown, Had he should he be there. Akeem Butler is a guy that I like a lot. He's 6'5 out of Iowa State. Um, not everyone loves him. But Devin Bush in this draft, and the first – uh, three rounds after them taking Devin Bush, and then I have him taking a safety and, and then a cornerback. So they fill all their defensive needs early on. And at the top of round three, because they, that the pick they got for Antonio Brown, Andy Isabella, 5'8, UMass. <laughs> Is Why are you a snickering? 5'8.
0: Five,
1: five. You said that like you want to do it for his, his like, hype video.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's his, that's my version of his hype video. He ran a 4'3, and, um, that ran a 4 three
1: once,
2: I think. <laughs> yeah, over twenty five yards. Um, but uh, he's he's awesome. He's awesome against um, the the D one teams he played against. Georgia he had two hundred nineteen receiving yards. DeAndre Baker, the corner um, the cornerback there, said that was the toughest guy he faced in his career. So he's he's a good guy. He's a you know because he's white and short. He people often think of him as a Patriots guy, but um, I feel like he's going to get drafted if not in the third round, then maybe even earlier.
0: What um. What's the worst case scenario for you? What are you going to freak out about if it happens?
2: Well, if Devin Bush is gone, he probably will be. And then um if they take someone like Jalen Ferguson, who has the sack record, 45 sacks I think in his career, 17 last season for Louisiana Tech. On paper he looks great, but he wasn't great at the senior bowl and when you watch him play, he's not particularly athletic. You know, we hear some of those concerns about Cleveland Farrell. Cleveland Farrell's 50 times better than Jalen Ferguson. If they take someone like him at 20, it would just be a wasted pick. So, you want to avoid something like that. But for the most part, given where they're at, and there are a lot of athletes they could take there cornerbacks, safeties, even wide receivers. I think people would be interested, not interested, but sort of concerned if it took DK Metcalf because, you know, he ain't Antonio Brown. He's more like um, Martavis Bryant. And is he a guy that's uh, has enough experience and, you know, he's super raw? But is that a guy that can come in right away and help it? I don't think he can.
0: Mm. I don't know if he'd be bad across from Juju Smith-Schuster, and if you got him Yeah, in-
2: that's the thing. He's just going to run nine routes all day, but yeah. and that takes up you know, one or two players. So yeah, maybe it's fine, but he's not like he doesn't do for you what Marquise Brown's going to do for you right off the bat. So if, it's if just a matter. If of he falls
0: to over. twenty, that would be wild. I think I don't. I mean,
2: he it, it's going to be crazy because some people don't like him because um you know he ran that terrible three cone drill, which I don't care about, and that he's not as. Not as uh, experienced, not as good a route runner, not as good a, a pass catcher perhaps as even his teammate, A.J. Brown. All
0: right. Uh, Sean, you are Eric DaCosta, the shadow inspector of Ozzie Newsom, looms over your shoulder with every decision you make, and here comes your first first-round draft pick. Who's the best possible scenario? Who's a good prospect that you want to m- match up with the Baltimore Ravens?
1: Well, I think – their position of need is pretty clear. I mean, if you just go to their roster, there's Quarterback. a big glaring hole. Quarterback. There's a big glaring hole at wide receiver. Uh, could you guys collectively name four Ravens receivers? Ooh.
2: Yeah, uh, there's Snead. Michael there Campanero. Yeah, Campanero. Is he still there?
1: Yeah. No. Yes. He's not? Not according to our lads.
2: Oh, uh, then he's not there. Maybe they got rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know the other I know Willie Sneeze there. They cut Michael Crabtree. Sean <laughs> yes, Perryman's long gone.
1: <laughs> now we're just naming four. Oh, Campanero is a free agent,
0: <laughs> huh? Um Bolden. <laughs> Joe Flacco. Uh well, there's my point. In, uh, uh, oh Chris Moore is the guy, not uh Chris Moore is the Wake Forest guy, not Campanero, sorry. Guy, yeah. yeah. Um Seth Same Roberts. We just yeah. added Seth Roberts. Yeah. 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 Jaleel, no. Jaleel Scott? Yes. Oh, wow. Well done. That's four. There's two Who's more receivers. Website, uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> All right, we're done. Jordan, anyway. La- Jordan Lasley? Is he on there?
2: <laughs> hey, he goes to your church, right? That's how you remember that? <laughs>
0: uh, right, and son, then, somebody, and then somebody named Quincy. Well, we were just talking about him,
1: but I think DK Metcalf, if he's there, I think would be good value if he somehow falls to number 22. If you go to our mock draft page, which says nearly everyone's mock draft, just lined up right there without the explanations. I think all but two of them have DK Metcalf going to the Ravens. Um, I think what's wow. interesting, though, is I don't. I think they might not go receiver. And I think if you listen to a lot of the comments Greg Roman has made this offseason, he's talked a lot about building up front first for, um, for Lamar Jackson. So I think if there was a good offensive lineman there on the interior, I think they could go offensive line. Obviously they recently signed Marshall Yonda to an extension in the case. He's not retiring over in, in the next year. So I think maybe because of that, they'll start aiming towards receiver, but it wouldn't shock me if they go offensive line as well. well, well and they, I
3: think um, Brent's the guy too. Sean just hit kind of the nail on the head is that you get the Ravens they're going to run the ball 90% of the time next year. So why would you use your first round pick on a position? That's just not that important to your offense. So like, I understand they need a receiver, but that's your best chance to get a player who's going to contribute, and a receiver's just not going to contribute on the team no matter what in that offense. So it does. Are seem we Are I we know. sure
0: they're going to run that same
3: offense with Lamar all well, season? Yeah, my,
2: my counter would be: Are the, you
3: sure Lamar Jackson's going to throw the ball forty times a game?
0: I mean, well, that no, no, that's another option. Right. I don't think that's going to happen.
2: My counter would be the Chargers playoff game. How do you How do you remedy that if you're just running the ball? 80 Or, times? or how about
0: against the Buccaneers when he slid and got concussed? Like, just sliding, and like somebody, and like, he can't survive an entire season doing that. They did that on the fly, threw him in there against really bad rush defenses, and he was able to produce. If they do that all season, next sure the Ravens will win five games. They can't do that next season. And I don't he's think they He's not gonna be throwing the
3: ball 40 times.
0: Well, not
1: to these
2: guys, he's not. He's gonna throw it, he's gotta throw it 20 times. 15 to 20, I would think, right? I
0: mean, by default, he's gonna have to throw it 15 to 20 times.
2: But who's he throwing it to? The guy you go to church with, and some other guy we don't remember whose name it is.
0: Willis Need, my man. I think that, uh, so last year Lamar Jackson in seven games started had 170 attempts. Which is.
2: Do the math, there you go. I see the 20, squirrel running around up there. 24.3 <laughs> <24. laughs> <laughs> <24.
0: laughs> passing attempts per game. So I think, okay. it, I think it'll be closer to 30 attempts per game.
2: 24 is, you can live with 24. Do 24, you have the, uh, is... break
0: the, the game logs? Yes.
2: In front of you? I do. What was the, what's the most attempts he had in, the, in a game?
0: The most attempts Lamar Jackson had in the game was 25.
2: <laughs> oh, so every game he threw right around 20 to 25. In the okay. game, in the game, and that's he, what they're um, going to do next year. Yeah. All right. Well, you got to figure out the San Diego, uh, the, the Chargers.
0: In the games, games, in the games he started, he averaged 22.6 passing attempts per game.
2: All right. You can live with that. And so, but I still think you need to, I mean, I don't you're think not you cool. can. Who was the most, so what did Russell throw for like in 2013? Did I mean, he average, I wonder, because, you know, that was a, a run-heavy offense. You could get 2014, 2015, probably 2016. I mean, it's
0: going to be a lot higher than that. You think so? Yeah. He averaged – he had 393 passing attempts as a rookie and 407 in, in 2013. All right. I mean, that's substantially more, right?
2: Yeah, they need a receiver. They don't have to take one in the first round. They can take Garrett Bradbury, the center out of NC State brinson's boy
0: actually no i take that back russell wilson averaged uh 25.4 in his uh in 2013 wow all right so i mean i think you do need to get i mean he he, lamar jackson is not going to complete 63.14 percent of his that's the difference right lamar jackson complete like 58 percent best case which I, i just think you're gonna have to throw the ball 30 times a game in the modern nfl to keep up with teams and unless your defense just great is just great
3: Yeah,
2: I think we'll see. I mean, we'll figure out like in September, we'll figure out how much teams know about how to defend Lamar Jackson because they didn't know how to do it last year until the very Well, you
3: want to fund Ravens fact? Yes. Since 2012, they are 11-1 and in games where their quarterback throws 25 passes or less.
2: And yet they had Joe Flacco. So under
3: 25 pass attempts, they're 11-1. and Wow. Hmm. Defense and running game. That's that's what what they live by. So why would they change it?
2: What was that one loss?
3: That one loss was in overtime, so it could have been a win, in de- uh, against the Redskins in December 2012.
2: Oh wait, so Lamar threw for more than 25 in the playoff loss to the Chargers.
3: This is regular season only.
2: Oh, Okay,
1: <laughs> I think he might have thrown more because they were weren't they down big and they were they throwing were down late so
2: big that they were talking about bringing in Flacco at halftime. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Lamar- I think Brinson wrote a post on
2: it. Yeah, he was excited about that.
0: I would, I was reading for Lamar. Uh, Lamar had 29 passing attempts and completed 48% of his passes against the Chargers.
2: Yeah, I would be fine with him taking a receiver. I would probably, I mean, DK Metcalf, is he Brashad Perryman in terms of bus factor, like super athlete that doesn't do anything in that offense because that offense is so terrible? That's the thing,
0: that's the thing I think that they have to be worried about is can you draft a wide receiver in the first round Knowing how hard it is for wide receivers to acclimate right away, and knowing how bad a job you've done drafting wide receivers in the first round. like
2: And uh, your quarterback doesn't throw very well.
0: Right. And it's all, uh, I think Garrett Bradbury is a much better pick.
2: Yeah, especially for, as John ta- talks about, if you're going to be all in on the run, you can draft a million wide receivers after the first round. They don't have a second round pick because they trade up for Lamar, but in third round, there'll be someone there. Uh, Probably, like if you in the third round get someone like Terry McLaurin out of Ohio State, Who's more of a possession receiver, great hands, great route runner, all the other stuff that we'd like to say. That actually might make better sense for the Ravens because he would be better prepared to play in an offense immediately, more so than DK Metcalf, who, you know, we've talked about I
0: mean I think you can actually argue that, that wide receiver has been an incredibly big blind spot for the for and look, Eric Dacosta is different, but he is you know, he did come up under yep. Ozzie Newsom. I mean, when you look at the wide receivers that the Ravens have drafted in history, I mean they had well, Max. What's that? They are,
2: the Ravens are the wide receivers, but the Steelers are to drafting cornerbacks. It's yeah, just yeah, like they yeah. can't do it. The funny thing is uh, maybe the Steelers should help the Ravens draft a, uh, a wide receiver, and the Ravens can help them draft a cornerback, and then everyone will be happy.
0: <laughs> they can, the Ravens can draft, The Ravens, they just trade into the division? Right. So the wide receiver, who do you think the wide receiver with the most career approximate value is ever drafted by the Baltimore Ravens? Uh, uh, not Rashad Perriman <laughs> It's not Derek.
2: Is it Derek um, Mason?
0: Um, I don't think he was drafted by the
3: Titans.
2: Oh, he was drafted. He went over there. That's right.
3: Yeah. I think they drafted Tory Smith. I was going did they he'd draft? Be, him? He'd
0: probably be my guess. Yeah, so. Tory Smith pick. was a second-round pick. He is not the correct answer, but he is the correct answer. He's number two on the list.
2: Where, what year was the the number yeah. one?
0: 1999.
2: Oh, I like, know. Oh, it's uh, oh, I know. It, yeah. I do too. Do you know Sean? He went, no. to, he went to Syracuse, I think. Did he?
1: No. We're, we're talking 99. I was. He did not go old. to Syracuse. Oh, it's not he, Quadri. Peyton Manning's boy.
0: Yes, that's correct. Brandon that. Stokely. They drafted him? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, Tory Smith right. is number two in terms of career value. I guess I could do receiving yards, too, would be the other thing, but it's basically I was the same Quadri year. is mine. Uh, yeah, so 5,339 career receiving yards for Brandon Stokely, wow. 5,141 for Torrey Smith. Um, do you know who is number three on the list in terms of Ravens wide receivers drafted with? I don't know, receivers? but
2: I guess if you go, if you go look over the tight ends next, they will be dominating this group. I was huh? going to
0: say, I bet you Ray
1: Rice is honestly high on the list. If we're just doing that. Like right, Ray friends. Rice. Who's number three, Travis Taylor.
2: Oh yeah. He's the old school guy too. First That's round back pick when people were clowning, um, the quarterback then who's now the quarterback guru guy. What's his name? Out of Fresno. David, who's the quarterback? David Carr. <laughs> John, who was the quarterback? Or who? During the Ravens Super Bowl run that everyone hated. Trent Dilfer. Trent Dilfer, yeah. yeah. I
0: can't think of his name. Um, Did he Tra- Tra- no? Travis Taylor, 2000 first round pick, 10th overall. Mark Clayton, 2005 first round pick, oh, 22nd yeah. overall. Brashad Perryman, 2015. It's like every five or 10 years they draft a running back, a wide receiver the first round and the wide receiver flames out impossibly bad. So. yeah, I don't think they're going to take a receiver.
3: That's just my, personal opinion i think that our that. eric da costa fill in here sean steamboat mcguff is wrong i disagree. Well, let you, me let me just read you the mock drafts ryan wilson dk metcalf chris Pasco,
1: dk metcalf uh rj white dk metcalf i can go on and on it's everyone on our mock draft page and i'm just stealing content here so,
0: so this is actually here's the list of the top 10 most receiving yards by this is Veered into the worst, most boring podcast of all time. Here's a list of Ravens receiving yards. Uh, Todd Heat, number one, 5,869 yards. Brandon Stokely, two. Torrey Smith, three. Travis Taylor, four. Mark Clayton, five. Ray Rice, six. Chester Taylor, seven.
2: Yeah, running back. God, he was good. I forgot about Chester Taylor.
0: Uh, Jermaine Lewis, Ed Dixon. So it's a terrible group of people, yeah. Um, Ed
2: Dixon, Well, wow, He's ranked higher than Dennis Pitta. That's amazing.
0: Yeah, is it? Um, all right. Wait, wait, no. Dennis Pitt has more yards for the Ravens than I'm just doing by I- career receiving yards, not with the Ravens. Oh. I was doing with the Ravens. Yeah. Um, okay. Do we have anything else to add? Are we going to come... Look forward gonna- to
2: that seven round mock draft on Wednesday. So, yeah. You're gonna love it.
0: Are we we gonna- could see the NFL schedule this week. That would be exciting. Are we gonna that talk is. are we gonna talk tomorrow about the Game of Thrones? Are we gonna do are gonna hop on for twenty minutes on Game of Thrones tomorrow, guys?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can
2: do it.
0: Uh, coming up on Wednesday's show, we're going outside the CBS family for draft talk. Dane Brugler is going to join.
2: Ooh, Dane is awesome.
0: Dane is awesome. I, you're not offended by that, right, Ryan?
2: Not at all. He's okay. he's amazing.
0: Okay, not threatened or offended by me talking to no. him. No, oh, he's better than Ryan. I mean, come on. He's been
2: doing it a long time. Yeah, like he he is yeah, Dane's
0: legit. Great. Dane's great. He's to do a he, He's releasing his um his draft guide, so we're going to chat up Dane and talk to him. Oh, and also,
3: I'll throw in real quick that over the weekend I did a little. Tour of downtown Nashville And let me just say that this is going to be the drunkest NFL draft of all time They're setting up a tent The whole thing is basically outdoors They're closing off five Blocks of Broadway Which is kind of like the strip in Vegas They've never closed the street down To traffic before but they're going to do it for the draft So there's pretty much just going to be drunk people Out on the street because Broadway Is just all bars And uh, so it should be
0: pretty crazy
2: Bars uh, and hockey tonk
0: Alright, let's get out of here. Subscribe, rate, and review. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks NFL super friends, you're the best.